My friends, we are going to grow and get better together. This is not about me. This is about us. Welcome to Win Today with Johnny Martin. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Win Today with your boy, Johnny Martin. So happy to have you all with me. Uh, the response that I've gotten from the podcast thus far has been outstanding. I can't thank you all enough uh, for your commitment to what we're trying to do on this platform. As you folks know, I am committed to try to finding folks from every walk of life from all across the country and around the globe that will help you become inspired to tap into your talents, strengths, and gifts and define your why. I've been very, very blessed along this short journey so far to meet some amazing people from across the country. I think today's guest is certainly no different. I, I hope and uh, I'm very confident that she will inspire as well. Uh, her name is Devonna Stimson. Let me tell you a little bit about Devonna. Devonna has been recently nominated as San Diego's Most Influential Woman by Life Design Magazine. She's an artist, designer, branding expert, entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Her work has been seen on NBC, CBS, Fox, Huffington Post, ABC, and any letter I miss, she's probably been on there too. So without any further ado, it's my pleasure to welcome my friend Devonna Stimson. Devonna, thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. So excited to have you. Um, one of the things that uh, immediately attracted me to you is I was listening to, um, as part of what we do, and, and we do a lot of research behind the brand. I know you are constantly researching with all of the things that you have going on, and I'm, I'm continuously striving to find people that I think are setting that bar around inspiring others and using their talents and strengths to do something unbelievable in the world, and I really think you're doing that. So uh, tell us a little bit about Gangstar, what Gangstar is, and how that passion really started for you. Yeah, so uh, Gangstar, it's actually Gangstar Creative, and it's a movement that I'm creating where I'm basically helping creatives thrive in both business and life. Um, so many creatives don't have that business acumen, and they also don't have that positive, abundant mindset um, to get them, you know, through their careers. And my whole mission really is to annihilate the status quo of the starving artists. Too many creatives really just settle for that, and they think that, you know, nobody likes their stuff, or they don't know how to put themselves out there. They feel like they're selling out if they go to commercial. I mean, there's so many things um, mindset-wise um, that goes on in the creative community that isn't addressed or hasn't really been addressed enough. Um, and so I'm kind of basically taking that stand, and that's really what Gangstar Creative is all about. It's unbelievably powerful. One of the things you hear often, and I am far from an artist, I've seen a ton of your stuff, but there's this notion, I think, in, in the space that, you occupy or as artists where there's so little work and it's very, very competitive and unbelievably hard for artists or creatives of any kind to find meaningful, long lasting work. And I think, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I think in just like any other field that is really competitive or very difficult to sort of break through the ceiling, uh, most people give up. And so they're not just giving up on their career or job per se, but they're giving up on their passion, what, what helps them get up in the morning and take that breath and really enjoy the day in front of them because they think that there's no work out there for them. And to me, what's lost in that is that hunger and that passion and that drive that makes life so beautiful. It sounds to me like you're trying to eliminate just that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just like 
creatives just don't know what they don't know, you know, and at the same time, it's, it's not their fault, but at the same time, it is, you know, I've been fortunate enough, like my whole life, I've always been ambitious. I've always been like a reverse engineer of things. I always like read and listened um, to people's like autobiographies. And like anytime I went to a website of somebody who I thought was interesting, like the first page I would look at is their about page and like look for those details in the story because people's, you know, the way that people get to where they are and get to their success is so fascinating to me. And it's really like having that, that inkling to like, want to be better and want to do great things. And the best way to do that is really look for others who are where you want to be or have the success. And not only like in your industry, like if you're in the creative space, but outside your industry and like business or finance or, you know, dance or like whatever. And basically just like, you know, I've always been someone who thought to like reverse engineer, like how people got to where they are. And I think that's kind of like missing in the creative world they just kind of expect things to happen for them when really you have to go out there and learn you have to talk to people you have to ask questions you have to explore different industries not just the creative industry and really figure out what you can take and create as your own to help you get to where you want to be how did you take and your point is crystal clear but how did you take your passion for art because i feel like now although your primary mission is to help creative folks and artists but you know, in looking at your bio and your and your um, web page and all of the things that you're involved with, how did you take your passion for art and really begin to create what is becoming a global brand? And how do you continue to weave that the art piece in, but also help uh, entrepreneurs and business startups and in your speaking and other folks who may not necessarily be passionate about art per se, but pursue and chase their dreams and passions? Yeah. Um, and so, um, sorry, can you repeat that question? Again? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know that you, you started your passion really, and still is in art. Uh, and I know that you help creatives from all across the country, but I feel like in looking at all the stuff that you've done, you also are doing that with startup business people, large businesses, you speak all across the country. And so how do you take the skills that you've acquired through your art and now weave them into what has become a global business and, and the start of a global brand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, originally my background was in graphic design. Um, I created my first website when I was in the fourth grade. And from that point forward, wow. like I wanted to be, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be the, like the best graphic designer, the best web designer at the time. And throughout middle school, high school, I was self-taught, you know, taught myself how to code and do graphics, did internships, did advanced classes, all that stuff, even went to college initially for graphic design. But then I realized that was something that um, I wasn't as passionate about. And it wasn't until I took a painting class in college where I realized, oh my gosh, I love the creative freedom that painting gives me. I feel more creative. This is a lot more fun. This is something I'd look at, like I'd see murals or I'd see artwork and be like, man, I wish I could do that. Or like, I know I could do that, but I don't know if I really can do that. Sure. And then when I took the class, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can actually build up this talent and craft. But my whole background has always been like as a freelance graph designer. So from early stages, like I learned branding, I learned marketing, I learned like simple business things because I was dealing with clients. Um, and also, you know, for the past three to five years, I've been building a company with my husband, Strive and Grind. Uh, which was a blog turned into a, now an international 
uh, branding company. And through all those experience, I've learned so much about business, so much about online business specifically, um, freelancing, marketing, branding, I mean, everything. And so that's really why um, I wanted to create the Gangstar Creative Movement because I have so much knowledge that a lot of creatives don't have. Um, and I feel like I've been, you know, blessed um, to have experienced all the things that I've had from like growing an actual business and, you know, growing an actual agency because you go through so many ups and downs, um, learning how to deal with clients, you know, learning about um, building your team, hiring and firing sure. to systems and process. I mean, all these things that like you have to only learn really through experience or through like mentors and coaches. I and mean, so that was like where I kind of get all of that knowledge in a sense to build um, the movement Gangstar Creative and help creatives and kind of spread that knowledge that I've had and also bringing in other successful creatives to basically fill in the gaps that I don't know because I don't know everything, but my strong suit is really um, in like entrepreneurship, online business, um, agency stuff, freelancing, um, but the whole like fine art world is something that I am still exploring and still learning and I'm hoping to learn a lot more from the guests that I bring on to like my web show and podcast as sure. well. Um, as just like, you know, experiencing it myself and learning and actually creating my art and putting it out there and going around and asking questions, reverse engineering, like I said, and putting that out there. But I think that my experience in building, um, Shrine and Grind and like freelancing and like everything that I've experienced throughout my whole life has really set me up to build my art brand and put my stuff out there as an artist and as a painter. Yeah, it's a... a such awesome stuff. How important for you, how important for you is, have you learned failure to be in, um, teaching you the lessons that you continue to learn about building your business and staying connected with your passion? Because I think so many of the folks that I work with, uh, and, and, you know, for 20 years, I've worked in the business of helping people as a counselor, a coach, and I, it's been my life's work for two decades. And one of the things I've constantly found is many people, not all, fortunately, and I think hopefully with things like you're doing and things like I'm trying to do, that culture is shifting a little bit. But many people do not respond well to failure and they do not mm -hmm. respond well to being in uncomfortable places. I would assume that for you and your business, as you continue to grow this, that rejection is part of it. Failure is part of it. Setbacks are part of it. So how do you, what's your mindset around handling that stuff and continuing to move the machine forward to do what you love? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. If you're listening to this and you're you're creative or you have like dreams and ambitions that you're trying to go after or you're trying to build a business, you know, you're in those beginning stages. We kind of like feel like everything has to be perfect and that like we shouldn't fail. But in the beginning, especially is like when you should fail the most because you're learning so much. And it's when you fail that you learn the biggest lessons and experiences. If you don't fail, you're not growing. And it's the only way, honestly, that we can grow. Of course, we want to see, you know, the, the high life at all times, but it just doesn't work like that. And then usually, unfortunately, it's like when everything seems to be going so well that something, you know, a hiccup comes or something happens that really makes you fall flat on your face and you have to figure out how to like get through this. But it's once that's over, you can always look back and be like, man, thank God I went through that. Cause I'm not going to go through that again. 
and I can now do what I have to do now to make sure that doesn't happen again. Or if it does happen, like I know how to actually get through it um, in a better, better uh, way. I think for those of you that are listening, if you, I'm really, really hoping that you gravitated to the point Devana just made. You, you know, you mentioned Devana that you know when you fall flat on your face. Don't you also think though that's when a lot of people give up when they think I can't do this and and that's what separates folks I think like you from the majority of other people and the reason I highlight that is for those of you that are listening I have talked to people from all walks of life from all across the country that do a variety of different things that they call their why and a theme throughout all of them has been this notion of embracing failure Devana just mentioned you know you fall flat on your face Well, I think two things happen when that occurs. You're somebody that says, what's the lesson from that? What do I learn from this failure? And then there's the other person or people who go, well, it's just not meant to be. And I think that's what separates the great ones from the ones who want something but don't truly yet understand what it takes to get there. And what it takes oftentimes in the beginning, as you said, is a ton of failure a ton of falling on your face. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I also think that like, we're not raised or brought up in society to fail, like to embrace failure. Like everybody thinks you need to be perfect, that you have to always win. And it's like, you should be shameful or embarrassed if you fail. So, I mean, at the same time, it's just like in our nervous system, in our DNA to just grow up when we're, you know, following our dreams or, trying to follow our dreams to like feel like oh I can't do that like I can't take risks like I need to be in comfort I need to have that nine to five I need to do what society or my family or my friends think I need to do because this is what they say I need to do and if I don't then I'm just gonna be looked at and judged and you know disowned by my family yeah what is like at the end of the day it's your life like you have to do what's best for you you have to go after what you want to go after and you don't want to go through life just regretting things that you wish you could have done. Absolutely. And and I'm, I'm such a huge believer in that, that we have to approach each day with passion and purpose because the, the only absolute that we have, my friend, is that it's all going to end at some point for all of us. And so while we're here and we're blessed to have another day, we need to do it our way to the very, very best of our ability. I hope that resonates with the folks that are listening as well. Um, you use... I feel like just in researching you for the show and watching the stuff you do, I feel like you use all of your mediums to inspire other people. And that is something that, you know, when I first listened to you um, on another podcast, it was Entrepreneurs on Fire, and then really started to research your stuff. You use all of your mediums in one way or another, I feel like, to inspire other people to sort of shatter that status quo. Where do you think for you that need to raise others up comes from? Mm, That's a really good question. I think for me that I've kind of like discovered more recently is that it's almost like I want to be a voice for people who are like me. So because I, I'm a creative, I'm naturally introverted because like, you know, I've been like, I have these dreams and I've been going after them but I've also been through a lot of failures like I want to share that with the world and especially creatives or just inspire other people because I know there's so many people out there that are wanting to do more with their lives but they're not and it's 
people like me that have to stand up and, you know, be that inspiration, kind of lead the way and like show that it's possible to do these types of things. Um, I always Mm. feel like, you know, it's, I always get like messages from people and even people like I have never really talked to. And I'm like, man, like, I never know who's listening. I never know who's watching. But when I do get those messages, it just kind of makes it all worth. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad that I can impact you in this sort of way. Or like people, random people from high school that I never spoke to, like will support me to this day and like message me or comment on my stuff or whatever. And I'm like, wow, like it's so cool that I have that support. Like I'm making an impact on your life or I'll get a random message and be like, hey, like, I didn't even know you looked at my stuff. I didn't see you like comment or like, you know, because a lot of the times, like the only way we get feedback is through comments and likes. But at the same time, you just like never know who's watching or who's listening. I mean, you might have some listeners right now who may have never interacted with you, but they might listen to your podcast like faithfully every day. So yeah, it's amazing that, you know, you spoke about the feedback you get and um, I'm sure in your work, not just through clients you work with, which is both gratifying personally I'm sure but it's also how you drive your business fiscally some of the greatest gifts I've had in this journey and not just in the podcast and the speaking that I do across the country but also in the work I've done with kids and families is this notion that as a a singular human being as one person that we do have the ability to significantly impact another human being's life in a positive way and I think that's one of the greatest gifts that can come from the kind of work that you do and the work that I'm trying to do is that you're a hundred percent right. We don't know who's listening and we don't know who's watching, but the feedback I'm getting indicates that people are and the feedback you're getting indicates that people are. So the message for those of you that are listening is I think the first, and you may disagree or agree with this. I'd love to hear your take, but if you're listening right now and you're thinking about, I really, really want to try this, new thing i really want to try this new adventure i think you just have to jump and you'll figure stuff out as you go if you're Mm -hmm. committed enough to truly want to do it i think you'll figure it out as you go yes i totally agree but i also agree that like the path to entrepreneurship the path to following your dreams and doing something I, I honestly don't believe it's for everybody. Like it takes a special person. It takes so much endurance and patience um, to get through this type of journey because a lot of times you, you know, you get inspired by people like myself or people like you, Johnny, and other people that we look up to because we see all the highlights and the success and very rarely do they show like the downfalls, you know, and then once you like, okay, this looks beautiful. Like I want to, you know, sit my ties on the beach or I want to travel the world or like, I want to be on stage or write a book or whatever. Like it's all nice, but you know, the journey, you have to know that like it's, not gonna be all unicorns and rainbows and that when you are (laughs) when you are hit with you know like when you do fall on your face like I mentioned before like it's gonna hurt really bad um but you know it's the decision that you make in that moment that determines like how far you're gonna go I think it's such a it's such a great point in that maybe it isn't you know what you're trying to do what I'm trying to do isn't for everybody and I completely agree with that Uh, But I also think that so many people out there, even though uh, taking their brand, their business, more importantly, their personal lives to another level, Mm -hmm. I just, I believe that there's so much more that we all can be doing to grow. Oh, absolutely. But we, 
there's so much of that fear and it's easier to sit in what we already know and what is already quote unquote comfortable even though when we stare mm-hmm. ourselves in the mirror it sucks like we don't we're not happy about how the journey's going but we're too afraid to try to do anything to make it different because that fear is stronger than the comfort we have sitting in the stuff that sucks if that if that makes sense Oh, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, I I still agree to the fact, too, like, even though it's not for everybody, like, you should at least try, you know, at least go for it and see where that takes you because you just never know who you're going to impact. I I could not agree more. Um, We are going to go to a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about strive and grind. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Devana's advice for anyone looking to grow and get better, either as a creative, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, anybody that's looking to grow and get better. And we're also going to talk about the non-negotiables for Devana. So hopefully you all enjoyed the first part of this episode with Miss Devana Stimson from Gangstar Creative and Strive and Grind. Uh, and hopefully you tune in for episode two. Be good to those you love. Let them know you love them. And thank you all very much. Thank you to Seven Roads Media and Cloud9 Marketing Group for co-producing the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Without you, I cannot continue to do what I love. You can follow me personally on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RealJohnCMartin. I'd love to hear from you, so please reach out with comments and questions after each episode. Your comments push me to get better every day. As always, thank you for your continued support, and don't forget, win today.